106 Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast about weekly anime. No, that's not it. You are listening to Let's Go, the weekly JoJo's Adventure podcast about weekly anime Whoa. from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. Ah, uh, yeah. Ow. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and it's me, Brian. So Niall's uh, just had his jab. I'm recovering from some sort of virus. So, Dwayne, it's all on your shoulders. Uh, that's going to suck. Because... Good night, everybody. <laughs> this this week, we're doing two weeks because we missed yes. a week. We are covering the anime <laughs> that aired in the very long week of the 13th to the 26th of February, 2022. Time is we're, an illusion. With hey, the hey, solitary Your except... time is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we are already going to cover one JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Part 6, Stone Ocean episode, and that is episode 11, which Dwayne is going to tell yeah. me is called... Operation Savage Garden, head, black brackets, head to the courtyard, uh, 2. Excellent. In which we will float around in zero G for pretty much the entire episode. And Santa enjoy... Clark is Jodian Cujo, <laughs> is Joseph's Adventure, calling Gravity. And enjoy um, an incredibly long two minutes. Oh, yeah. It's like, we got two minutes of air left. And I was just like, but I was looking <laughs> at my watch. And I was like, there's ah, a lot yes. of episode left. The old compression of time, you know. Of on the, the old thing, there's a speeding truck coming at him. Saying, oh, my God, a speeding truck coming at me. I've got, I got seconds to get out of the way. Oh, I'm going to die for sure. Well, if you stop talking, maybe you get out of the way. But hmm. I suppose that's, that's the speed of thought for you. It's being verbalized. Like, I really enjoyed the, the setup of this episode because it, it's... It's such like a weird environmental kind of puzzle, as well as the powers puzzle that JoJo's usually is. Um, but just it was, it felt very video gamey. If like, if we can get into that part of the map, we'll be outside of his range of attack. And that kind of, I was just like, oh, this is great. I love this. Yeah, this also felt a lot like Araki while we were looking up things to do with like anti gravity powers. Absolutely. Probably went into account of how do they piss on the space station? What's that like up there? <laughs> So as soon as Weather Report and Jolie into zero gravity environment, it's just like, uh, Weather Report, no, like we got this fucking uh, assassin, uh, enemy stand user hiding somewhere in this factory. It's maybe, it's maybe, it's maybe the, like a it's laundry the facility. Laundry. Yeah, it's the laundry part of the. It's but, uh, the laundry part of the mail prison, I think, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, anyways, change situation, but I got pissed real bad. He's just like, just, just, just go in the air. That's what I did. See, there it goes right now. Like my, uh, my, my choice of background was the cool Jolene, like with the blood, like, like really good look, or weather report pointing to his own piss that is floating in the <laughs> background. I was just like, that's such a good visual. Whereas he's like, yeah, it's just cool, just go in a corner. And it was a nice combination of Jolene being a fucking doofus. It's like, dude, I, I know we're in a deadly situation, but I gotta pee real bad. Um. And also the uh, info dump of is like, actually, that's because the blood has gone to your head. And it is like, you have moon face, Julie. <laughs> you, <and you're, laughs> what you call me? Yeah, your thing is trying to, con- like, what your, what's it, your, not your appendix, your, the, the, you, the, 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 that pisses. It's trying to, it's trying to eject salt out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, but all these other fucking reasons as to why, um, Air, like Jolene's touch things in the room, including the air, and the air touches everything else in the room. So that means that nearly everything in the room is zero G, which means that 
how is it getting sucked out again? Remind me. I'm trying to like. Uh, it's, it's the difference well. in pressure, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's not. It's not an airtight it, yes. environment, now is it? No. Yeah, 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 It's been sucked out when you kind of gaps in it because it touches the floor. Floor is lava, or in this case, floor is anti gravity. Uh, mm. It means everything on the floor is also anti gravity, so everything does. Uh, so that means that yeah, the air is floating away, so it becomes a vacuum. So there's no insulating effect. So you're you're like boiled to death in your own in your own fluids within a matter of seconds uh, yeah, in this environment. Pretty- they do the whole like your 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 blood's gonna boil rather than you suffocating because that would happen quicker. Um, but uh, fortunately, while our creepy stand user enemies searching around the place for them, um, weather report has used the remaining air in the room to create cloud spacesuits. I guess is the best way to yes. call. It. But they're also themed to like their their fashion style, which is really nice. I, I like that he went the extra mile on that. Jolene has the the um, the butterfly and hearts kind of motif, and he has the um, actually no, he has the hearts motif, doesn't he? Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a nice touch. Hey man, he's he's got a memory, but he's got an eye for detail. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and they notice that there's some barrels and a laundry basket which aren't floating at the other end of the room, so they just got to get hmm. there. Where there's normal air, and if we can get there, then we won't. Uh, well, our blood won't boil before, and we'll die before we run out of space. Also, air. he must be in that area as well because he's not yeah. wearing a spacesuit. Yes. Um. So the thing is to try and get there, and I, I think it's basically Jolene's going to try and cover weather report while he's um, zero Ging his way. I don't know how to call moving in gravity. We have to come up with a term for that. Floating, propelling oneself. Yeah, he's propelling himself towards the one pocket of air that's still left in the room. That's normal air, behaving normally with physics um, while he's been shot at by. Um, oh, what's the enemy stand user again? Lang Wrangler. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Mm, he's been shot with nuts and bolts and all kinds of stuff from his spinny wrist uh, launcher thingy. Yeah, it's very much just like Jolene's kind of on the end of, of, of the rope, but it's just like, oh no, he's going to get lost to the void. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hmm. very much like, you know, yeah, uh, like gravity, the film was much, 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 much later. Uh, but you can tell a little bit when they were making uh, this, the actual animation of this, which is lots of shots of like, you know, being cut loose and they're like fun tumbling away in the zero G environment. You got the inside of the, or got view from inside. So it's just like, you no know, heavy breathing going, <laughs> as the room spins up in the review. Yeah. But I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. That's, that's probably a good example in recent memory of that kind of action. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good way to represent the, um, the terror and claustrophobia of not space in this case, because they are stuck in a laundry room, but um... Of a zero gravity, no oxygen environment, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, as uh, he's be he gets kind of shot up, and Jolene gets uh, like punches her own suit, punches a tear in her own cloud suit to propel herself up towards him. But then mm-hmm. obviously he's dead in Jolene's sights because he can predict where they're going to meet. So he just shoots in that general direction, and absolutely he's got her dead. To oh right. yeah. What could she have possibly done that we see the bullets impact on her suit? She's she's put, she's put <laughs> silly string into his gun. Basically. Just like her uh, great-granddad? No. Uh, great-great-granddad. Just like her great-granddad. Just like a little bit of thread, stand wow. or no stand, just tie it around like a little something while no one's looking. Yeah. <laughs> it causes this... a little, little trick, a little bamboozle later on. <laughs> 
This is after, though, he's had to switch because she's deflecting all the nuts and bolts. So he fires rats punches, at her. Yeah. She fires, he oh, fires he rats does at fire, her. He's like, he prepared two rats earlier, which, which when he throws them into zero G, obviously they just explode immediately, obscuring her. Uh, yeah. That's how he manages to get the shot on her. Yeah, yeah. So we get some animal, we get some classic Jojo animal cruelty. Uh, yeah. He's right to make fine grenades. Ayrton <laughs> makes, makes a fine grenade because uh, he you know, just uses like a, a bottle of uh, a bottle of water, which, as you know, it just yes. boils immediately uh, in this mm-hmm. environment and causes a cloud of water vapor, which you can then use with somebody who knows how to manipulate water vapor to make some new uh, spacesuits for him. I, I do appreciate that he's um th- he's kind of talking to himself is a lot of. Um... Uh, like uh, I am fucking so badass I could probably beat the final boss myself if I felt like it I'm so glad I came to prison and got these powers this is great I'm having a great time clearly I'm the biggest bad guy ever and it's like oh this guy's going for a fall as his skin is boiling you know <laughs> well no because he, he eyes... it's when he's thought that he's defeated Jolene and he's got the disc and he's like yeah. I'm going to go and now I'm going to speak to Whitesnake and if I don't like what I hear maybe I'm going to defeat him as well and then he's like oh hang on what Whoa, hang on I'm attached to something uh, yeah, then he gets dragged in, but then he's got a he he has a plan as well. Hmm. Not, he won't be automatically defeated by being dragged into the zero gravity vacuum, as he we learn that he was a uh, chemistry student and that he stabbed <laughs> to death his professor. Um, and he has uh, what's he got in his? He's got like a. A bottle of water. It's just a yeah, it's water. like hydrogen peroxide, I think. Is it or is it? Oh no, it's to create oxygen, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I do like the new Jo, like Jojo thing of uh, all of these guys are in prison, so they do deserve the massive beatdown. Just in case you started to like these characters, as you will with some villains, because they're just they're just charming. But in this case, like that time I murdered that guy and just like really like stabbed him in the face a lot. It's just like okay, yeah, this guy can get punched. I, I like yes. that extra level of detail of just going like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Yeah, because then that that's what allows Weather Report to make the the new costume, and hmm. uh, then he has to let go of his zero G and gets the shit beat out of him for his troubles. Hmm. <laughs> he, he should have let, like, like Jolene said, is like if you'd let go immediately, you might have got blown back by the air rushing back into the room. But um, you 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 try to do a couple of other things, so now it's going to make you rush towards me and beat him up uh, right into a laundry hamper. I don't know if he's dead or alive. Quite possibly dead from that beating. <laughs> Let me take out this dirty laundry. Hmm. So they got to get past these doors, and there's a guy waiting on the other side of the door. Waiting, he's like, "Hey, did you finish off those guys? I told you to finish off. It's, it's me, White Snake." Um. All right, I'm gonna open the door now. And Jolene's like, "Okay, weather report. You're fucked up. You hide behind this laundry hamper, and I'm gonna I'm gonna punch whoever fucking comes in the door." It's like, wait, that's not a guard or. Another prisoner was like, "Who the fuck is? Is that a priest? What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, we should have mentioned that the, the very first thing in the episode is Poochie yes. listening in on the. He listens to the record of the telephone conversation with the Speedwagon Foundation. Yeah, mm. he, he comes to this vaulted security room. He gets a lot of leeway in his prison and must say, "Fontaine, so how does escape prisoners go along there, Fontaine?" He said, "Fuck off, fatter. This is this is your department. Get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> but they're all five of saying, "Oh yeah, sure, sure, fun. They're out here. We're, we're trying to kill them right now, boss." It's like, Ugh. I guess yeah. it's like it shows how much, how much of like a level of control he has over the running of this thing. For being mm-hmm. a priest, there's more to the MCI, of course. No one would expect the extremely suspicious questions that a priest would ask to the guards. 
Well, I gotta yeah. be here in case I've gotta give him the last rites, you know, <laughs> with the brutality in our in our penal system and all that. Anything <laughs> can happen. Yeah, yeah. And then next week it's the last episode that we've got to watch for the time being. Ah, uh, disappointing. Um, but I don't mind drawing it out a little by making this episode stretch two weeks. Uh, there's plenty to do on this one. Um, mm. I'm just kind of wrapping your head around and you know, all the various things that can happen to you in a vacuum. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's enough fodder for grossness. Um, <laughs> whereas the next episode is quite an odd one for... I mean, it makes sense for it. It's a good point for it to end on, as we get to. Yes. But it's an odd one in that what we find our heroine doing in the next episode. Uh, I have no idea what it is, but I, I look forward to it. I also really like the idea of, like, because the last couple of villains have been that I'm going to hide f- till right at the end when, when I have to face the heroes. But this guy's like, oh, shit, I've accidentally stumbled into... <laughs> the, I'm the last boss, but I've stumbled into... Um, earlier of the game than he should have um which is kind of funny like just it's a it's a fun way to do it yes uh yeah i think this these two might be the best looking pair of episodes so certainly the uh, episode 10 i think is probably one of the better looking Mm. anytime where they have like a really interesting kind of visual to do again I, i thought they used the um of uh our our villain like they used a good job of his cg uh, guy flying around in zero g um yeah, yeah. well there, there was lots of like uh definitely affect things with what white report is like the one with yes. the clouds and water vapor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as well they can um dodge him with this because you have that old favorite snow any gundam fan will know this when you're on the spaceship you don't need to animate them walking they're gonna <laughs> slide them across the frame uh yeah yeah uh then we've got Life with an ordinary guy who re- reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout. Episode six, which guy is who reincarnated into a fantasy knockout and a free spirit. Yes, and then episode seven, which is a guy who reincarnated into a fantasy knockout and a squid fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. Yum. Uh, I've written down the yeah. notes because the thing which I love about the show, and I don't think I've mentioned at all so far, mm. is it has the best theme tune this season. In my books. Uh, I'm kind of distracted by the fun opening animation bits, I think. I haven't really been paying too much attention to the actual it's, song. It, it rocks. It's one of the jam project guys. Ah, uh, right. Ah, well, enough said. It, yeah, hmm. it, it really rocks. Uh, and it's also romantic. And it's it rocks in a way you're not expecting to find at the front of a comedy isekai. Uh, but it <laughs> works really well. Uh, <laughs> they, the night goddess shows up. At the start of episode six, uh, we learn. I think this is the point where we learn that Jinjuji is Tachibana's magic sword, effectively. Yeah, he's her special item, essentially, or her, her weapon. I think is what he gets called. Um, that's why, because it, it's kind of like, wait, how come my goddess summoned like just me, and the love goddess just summoned two of you? Well, I was like, well, technically, you're. You're her item, that kind of thing. Yes, because Tachi is like, oh, maybe I'll get a magic sword as well. Oh, just like the one Schwartz has got. And then Schwartz is being awkward about the the exact whereabouts of the magic sword that he was given. Um, and then we can see Yeah, because his, his the... goddess is kind of like, hey, are you using that to fight for my name? He's like, yeah, totally. It's just, it's in the dry cleaners right now or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then 
Then the, the like the governor suddenly realizes he suddenly falls in love with Tachibana when it's like the politi- Tachibana's use in politics becomes clear to him, and hmm. that they'd become some sort of power couple if they got married. And then that's where they yeah. figure out that it affects your belief system. You don't necessarily fall in love with Tachibana through lust. It's how it's like to what degree it would affect your belief system that you'd want to. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of people are proposing to her by saying, I want three children, that kind of thing. It's like, it, it's an inherent desire in the character and they'll kind of like see her as the uh, potential fulfillment of that, that kind of thing. Yes, which is important um, for the end of the episode. Um, yeah, but the other thing is like uh, the government guys kind of see that this guy's God has literally come down from heaven. It's like, oh, so you, you didn't just tattoo yourself with a sacrilegious symbol. Um, it's like, yeah, you're literally representations of God. And then the mayor kind of going like, I could marry that. Yes. <laughs> that would be very good for me. Yes, because they're like, oh, well, he wasn't interested before, but now suddenly he is, and they realise that's like, mm. then they go back over all the previous iterations, and it's like, ah, okay, we did, we're now making more sense of how the power works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the catch is Crocodog, uh, which... Uh, I love par- that that has a name, and I love its name. <laughs> it is. And it it's is... what they use instead of horses. Yeah, <laughs> at least for pulling things. Yeah, yeah, they're like the draft animal of this world. Um, mm-hmm. The elf has been kidnapped. Yeah, they're just walking down the road and they see like a a, a crocodile pulling a cart and the elf behind the tarp going like, "Please help me!" And it's like we're just going to pretend we didn't fucking see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a flashback to them at elementary school. Mm. Back on Earth, uh, what's the trader's name? Who the one who kidnapped the elf? Oh, they keep calling him Trader, and like he hangs around. And I, like watching the second yeah, episode, it's like the... I was like, "Wait, who's this guy again?" I was like, "Oh, this is the guy who kidnapped the elf." That's right, a fucking human trafficker. I who we're supposed to like now, I guess. Well, he, he's like I said he hasn't done it for a long time, and he regrets doing it. But the time <laughs> well, he has done it, okay. it now, um, yeah, 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 because I think he's going to be around for a bit. Um, mm. And also, yeah, they just call people by their titles because they constantly call. Uh, Tello, Lilo, Lily, 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 Lou, the elf is just called mm. Premier all the time. Everyone just calls it. Yeah, you call them their job title or their role in the party, basically, rather than um, their actual name. Yeah. And I do like how everyone's still calling her Audrey all the way in the, in the <laughs> town. Um, it's kind of stuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he shows up. He looks like he's from a 90s anime. In fact, specifically, mm. he looks like the PE teacher from Al Hazard with longer hair. Um, and yes, he had kidnapped the elf and because there is a squid cult. And as we'll learn in the next episode, they have a they have a very specific requirement for their sacrifices to their squid god. Yeah, it's the standard thing of it's like also oh, they're kidnapping young beautiful maidens to sacrifice their squid god. It's like no 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 he's got much more specific taste than yes. that. That is part of it, sure. But yeah. um yeah. And then the final scene uh, is an example of because yeah, at some point Tachibana ran off, which allows her to get kidnapped as well. But before we realise that she's been kidnapped and also delivered to the squid cult, we get the bit with the premier being the worst person of like mm. her her response to being kidnapped is absolutely terrible. As she goes through a terrible range of emotions. She's like, Oh no, this man's gonna ravish me and kill me and they're like, No, no, don't worry, we're not gonna ravish you, we're only gonna kill you. Uh, and then she's like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but 
But at one point, then, but at some point during that, also she's like noticing how handsome this guy is, and then it's like maybe thinking maybe I want to be ravished. And then, of course, they the brother of the guy who paid for her to be kidnapped shows up with Tachibana kidnapped, and she's absolutely horrified that they're not going to sacrifice her at the end. That they found a different sacrifice, and what's worse, they found someone this... hotter than her to sacrifice. Yes, and, and it's, it's this that woman. same fucking Audrey. Um, yeah, I think the reason they they split up kind of is Audrey and himself are they were going through her apartment and they found their old copybook and they wrote yeah. their dreams for the future. He man just scribbled out his dreams of the future in her old copybook from school, and she's like, "What the fuck, dude?" So while they're getting some squid from a squid stand, she gets immediately kidnapped by the really suspect looking dude dressed as a squid. Because would, wouldn't you know what he was in the squid cult? Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yes, the elf is absolutely appalling in that last scene, but mm. in a hilarious mm. way. Uh, then we open the next episode with the pair of them arguing about who's going to be sacrificed. Um, then we get the explanation of the very specific type that the great old one has, mm. um, which is basically these two women, um, and like kind of like like real dicks who like really self centered, but like also I need them to be petite, and it's like they fit the bill exactly, both of them. Yes, and but their attitude has to be that they, they have to have these these personalities as well. Though mm. it wasn't just mm. their looks; it was the particular personality, um, particular type. Yeah, um, and the squid god did bring them fishing of entirely just squid. So with squid, they really want. Yeah. Squid with human teeth, which apparently is a thing, but you have to go really deep down into the ocean to find them. Yeah, I mean, like it's like those. Um, God, what is the fish that it doesn't actually have teeth, but it looks like human like teeth in them, that kind of thing. But it, the fact that they're still chattering and like screaming a little as you're cutting into them on the plate is something I didn't need to fucking see. That was horrifying. And, in fact, and when the squid god shows up uh, and has human legs as well, it's <laughs> further horrifying. Yeah. Uh, so the reason they've been two kidnappings is because whoever off- offers the sacrifice, whoever's sacrifice gets picked, gets to become the head of the village. And so these twin brothers, that's why they've mm. each kidnapped a different woman. Uh, also, yeah. the trader is still here explaining this to Jinjuji. Uh, they end up teaming up with the elf and... Because she's kind of like she's been put out by they're they're randomly like oh well she might be in one of these uh, one of these warehouses by the docks and the first one they open the elf is tied up in there um, eating some squid or she's chewing something I can't remember but over dinner they discuss is like yeah I mean like you don't want her to get sacrificed which would prove that you are less hot than her and she's like yes I will team up in this regard and just this regard and then she starts this she starts crushing on Jinjuji as well at this point. She's like, mm. now I take a good look at him, which was the same thing she was doing with her kidnapper in the last episode. Of now I take a good look at him; he's incredibly handsome. Yeah, she's just looking for any excuse, really. Um, um, and it's like this guy's really annoying to have as an enemy, but he's really dependable as an ally. Yes. Mm. Anyway, they tie her up to a fishing line and throw her into the water to, <laughs> as bait for the squid cart. Yeah, that that was her part of the plan. Not her magical powers or anything. No, your bait. Um, and then they later get mocked by some children because it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Are you fishing for squid? And they're like, yeah. Fish are nocturnal, idiot. It's not going to come out until the fucking sun sets. And they're uh, like, oh, right. And as the sun is currently setting, um, she finds, like, all day floating in the water. Um, they did attach floaties to her. Like, she can't swim, so that's good. <laughs> but, yeah, she gets a, they get a bite from the squid god. And yes. he finds yeah. that he's not strong enough to reel it in. 
Yes, because it appears his strength is related to the proximity to Tachibana. But luckily, mm. wouldn't you know, they bring Tachibana out to sacrifice her. So his strength comes back and he pulls the squid god out of the water and impales it on the squid statue that they've got uh, Tachibana tied to. Mm-hmm. And then they kill the god and eat it. And there's a great line uttered, of course, by the elf. Yeah, the elf sets fire to the squid, and yes. it's like, oh, fucking tasty god, yeah. It's delicious. This is the second god she's eaten now, so... But she doesn't know that. <laughs> no, she doesn't know that. Oh, uh, dear. Uh, yeah, these are good pair of episodes. Um, mm. I don't know where they're going to go, whether these other two are going to carry on travelling with them, or whether they'll occasionally bump into them. Mm. Um but yes, partly it, it the... feels like a tabletop campaign that's gone off the rails in the best possible way. Yeah, which also makes it yeah. feel like a nineties fantasy anime. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, and not just because kidnapping of elves is <laughs> is a thing from uh, the first late night uh, boom anime. So, well, mm. stripping of elves—they weren't necessarily kidnapping them, but uh... <laughs> all clothes falling off in the best possible taste. Yes. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the the god is hilarious, the design and also his voice, and also the <laughs> fact he's grizzly end that he very quickly meets. <laughs> but... <laughs> I guess I should have kind of expected that, because the end has like a couple of monsters. It has the weird rabbit bear god, the crocodile, and that squid in the ending. And I guess the crocodile is going to be fine, because it's just like a mule. I guess it's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah, I guess if they're going to travel on the... <laughs> Although he doesn't have his cart anymore because Jinjuji just smashes it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, like, the reason why he isn't beating the shit out of this um, human trafficker is because it's like, I did break your cart. That, you do have me there. Yeah, fair enough. That's why he's letting yeah. him hang around. And he keeps crushing on both Jinguji and the fact that these two are clearly in a relationship. Like yes. he's ha- he's flipping flip-flopping back and forth between these things. Yeah. It's yes, weird. he's he's he seems v- he's not convinced he's not convinced at all by Jinjuji's denial that the pair of them are in love. And he seems yeah. instantly invested in their romance. <laughs> <laughs> these two could go all the way. Yeah. Mm. So we've gotta get her back. You're totally you're clearly in love with her. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess he's there. Yeah, that might be his role for a, a while now, I guess, to mm-hmm. uh, to be the one. Because, what, yeah, I guess we need to have him around at least for another episode to start bugging Tachibana in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we've got to meet whoever, I guess she looks like a princess who's in the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. And her her uh, associates. Um, yeah, they've got these... these the other good thing is these hung together. They didn't have that patchy feeling like some of the episodes have had. Mm, uh, mm. I guess the Night Goddess bit was kind of detached it was from very, the rest of it. It was very expository, but in a way that kind of moved things forward. And I did like the Night Goddess just being like constantly wanting oh, to go back to sleep. And, yeah, so the fact that yeah, she's constantly dozing off. She's got a night, a literal like the cloth nightcap and the cloth <laughs> nightgown on as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good character design, which makes you want to see or say, like, okay, what do all the other gods look like now? Because we don't like mm. the goddess in love. Her entire body is censored because it's clearly good. too filthy <laughs> to be seen. But even like her shoulders and elbows are. As well. Sexy elbows. Yeah, what can you yeah do? man. You know, often people are into that. It's, <laughs> you got to account for every kink possible. Anything. 
Mm. But then mm. it's probably people who are into the censoring bars, and then we got yeah. to start the whole thing all over again. Mm. Uh, then we've got I'm Kadama, Kawashiri, Episode 6, Episode 7, Valentine's Day, and Coffee. Um, now, she should, tur- she should turn in her life hacker credentials immediately. Yeah, yeah, agree. Because the whole thing is like, oh, yes, Valentine's Day. It's great for getting chocolate. Yeah, I know what you mean, Kadama Kawashiri. You buy, you wait and, until it's February 15th and you got all chocolate half price. Everyone's saying, no, 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 no. She buys it all on the day because there's nice chocolate available on Valentine's Day. And she's like, you don't buy it on the day, Kawashiri. You fucking need to wait till the 15th and get it half price. Then, what kind of life hack is this? But then the, then the punchline wouldn't work because she's going chocolate yeah, kisses, yeah. chocolate kisses. She goes to the chocolate shop. She goes pee, 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 pointing at all the uh, chocolates she wants. And she wanders off, so you're thinking, like, oh, who's going to be the lucky man? And then end credits, she's just smearing chocolate all over her face and into her mouth. And it's not even like, mm, it's like, num, 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 mm, very nice, num, num, num. It's like, just like, <laughs> oh, shoveling it in there. Yeah, yeah. You want some? No, we can't have any. So, maybe not the best life hack in the world, but buy chocolate for yourself. Yeah, be good to yourself. I guess that's good advice in general. Uh, uh, the coffee one was actually correct, though. Um, she's on a lot of subscription service, but like a mixed packet thing of like oh. different brands, and um, yeah. like you get Kilimanjaro, you get like like a Hawaiian coffee or something like that. It's the kind of coffee you know you gotta give it a little bit more time. You know, if, if you haven't got like a French press or something like that, you can just use one of these. You just like sit sit like the, the little sachet, hang the bag in your mug of hot water, and it'll percolate mm-hmm. slowly by itself. It's like mm 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 French roast, I love it. I have no idea if this is good or not, but it tastes all right. You know, I, can't, right. I can't tell the difference between all these fancy coffees. And it's like, whoa, look at this one. <laughs> this is, what, what was it like? It was like 12 pence cheaper per fucking For bag, bag or something like that. And it's like, this is fucking way better. It's like, this smells awful. Fucking tastes awful. Smells awful. Maybe it tastes good. Oh, okay, I guess the difference after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's had yes, so it. much. It's just like, this coffee's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the old uh, yeah. it, great. It, it tastes like wet dog, cat food, and musty laundry. Mm. It smells like fun too. There, um, there's a reason why I don't pick up the cheaper teas. It's it's basically that kind of reason. It's like, oh, you'll get, you'll taste the difference, all right. Yeah, you'll taste the cheaperness. All right. Was that you, was that you in the uh, in the Crunchyroll comments, Dwayne? There was somebody who said that in the Crunchyroll comments. That exact thing. It wasn't me, but it's it's someone close to my heart, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the best thing about this is the sound effects. I mean, the jokes are good as well, but the sound effects. Yes, uh, for sure. The yeah. human voice glug, doing glug, all glug, the sound. Rip, pour. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's some good uh, human sound effect ASMR, all right. <laughs> then we've got Ninjala, episode six. Uh, WNA, WNA Academy, let the battles begin. Uh, episode, uh, seven, episode 7, Cape, Cape of the Shinobi Village. Yeah. Episode 6 is introduced to WNA Cap- Academy. We meet a dude who has the craziest collar I think I've ever seen. Ah, oh, it's so good, but it looks like if you turned it like a certain way, it would chop his fucking head off. Yes. Very mm. starched. <laughs> six out of I eight. Like of, he, he... Six Sorry. of eight of our main characters are here. Uh, yeah, still two have not been turned into children. Uh, oh, and this guy also, ha- I don't know if he's bullshitting or if he's just checking for the little pink dot, but um, he's just, he's like, I'm going to check and see if you're a ninja, small child. Yeah, you're a ninja. I've you seen this cartoon before. I know how this works. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also like a bunch of other like black clad things which are about the same size as Gumchi who will wander mm. around and act as like the minions to the WNA. Uh, mm. But the most of this episode is the video game action. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, quite the fucking restraint to not actually do anything about the video game until episode six. You got to give them that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was. It was pretty fun to just feel you know, a bunch of uh, like a bunch of young kids just go at each other with foam bats, back at each other. Meanwhile, fucking, um, he's forgotten his name now. Uh, the nerdy one. He's getting uh, off, put off. F this. Oh. I got knocked into a tree. I'm going to go into the kitchen and see if I can make me some more smoothies because surviving a scientist, I'm dead set on this one hypothesis and I'm not Burton. going to stop. And I consider also, he, also other... he's found an alien. So, you know, two reasons for him to wander off. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, and then the next episode, the kids get woken up. Um, we've got to start mo- mo- moisturizing at 12 years old or 10 years old or whatever these kids are supposed to be. Uh, that's Bereka's tip. Uh, she bonds with which one is it? Lucy. The, Lucy, the da- is Lucy the dancer or is Emma the dancer? Oh, I don't. Uh, Emma's the dancer. Yeah. I, I suppose Lucy is in, in Bible Nobody because she's she's a radical. Yes, she's, she's the one who's put. Cannon. A, she's the only one who's put a, decorated her room already with a metal punk poster. Um, mm. But yes, Bereka and Emma bond over hip hop, and Bereka mentions she likes punk as well. And that's fine. And then she has to deal with uh, Van and Capai. And it's like the horror of actually having to deal with real 12-year-old boys as opposed <laughs> to the mid-20s guy who's been turned into a 12-year-old boy. I mean, like, he's annoying and all, but these guys have, like, since the last episode, developed an instant rivalry with each other yes. where they will compete in absolutely everything. But I, I like their, like, oh, I'll fight you with a sword. It's like, I'll fight you with basketball. And they're both just standing there. It's like, so how are we going to do this? <laughs> I thought that was a really good joke of just, like, it was like, so I, I'll do three-pointers and you'll do swinging? I don't I don't know. Fucking, what, what's going on? Uh, I stayed up late and watched my my my, my parents' Netflix account. I saw this thing: George of Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, where she tied a string to a ball. And she can't let her. I'm going to do that to you right now with a basketball. Uh, they meet their tutors, Bruce and Amy. Bruce constantly makes ninja puns, and Amy sinisterly. You know, be believe it. Yeah, and when Lucy asks if you can drop out, Amy sinisterly gets out of her chair, wanders over to Lucy, and says, you'll have so much fun, you'll never want to drop out, and then quietly walks back to where she was sitting. Inge, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Bruce's puns. And then we get the history of the WNA, which appear to be the United Nations if they were ninjas. Or but perhaps... Yeah. More effective than the United Nations because they are ninjas. Hmm. You can send ninjas to oversee um, political meetings about climate change and stuff, and there's just a ninja standing there, and it's like, what is he going to do? Assassinate people if they don't sign? I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what he's doing. Probably. Um, but also, you can send ninjas to save people falling off cliffs or assassinate people. I don't know. Um, you know how it works. Did you know that uh, that the, the firebreath Nimpo is responsible for as many carbon dioxide emissions as as, as all of Sweden? You got to like <laughs> rein in and bring in new protocols for just for your ninjas in all your participating mm. countries. Bubblegum is recyclable. That's why it's better. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that yes. was great. 
then they go back to do some more trading, and that's where we get the trick ball from Van. Because he's like mm-hmm. trying out different sorts of gun weapons, which I assume, if you're a player of the game, All you're like, oh, that's the, the one that I like. Ooh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not just a form bat. You can clap with someone yes. with lots of like, guns and weird gadgets and stuff. Or a shoe on the end of a stick, which he with... seemed really <laughs> encouraged by at one point. And I was like, I guess I wouldn't want to be hit by that. But... Not just okay. a shoe on the end of the stick, Dwayne. It's a shoe on the end of the stick, which has got eyes, and the end of the shoe is made into a mouth. <laughs> okay. Weird weapon. I don't know what it does. Uh, uh, I assume one of the end credit things where he's our glasses guy is explaining. He's like, "This is a weapon you can use in the game." Yes. And we'll explain what that shoe does and to you me. Can at some stage. Also, be turned into an immobile golden turd. <laughs> You're like that needs more explanation, but like that. That's no, how instead, it's instead like we shoe... use this to bounce into Capai and Gumchi's background. Hmm. As Gumchi appears, and they have to explain what the fuck's that, and they're like, and "That's the, Gumchi." Is the is it is the <laughs> his grandpa is twins? Is the guy's the principal, isn't he? Yeah, or, yes, yeah. the twins are identical cousins or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, "Oh, he's the identical cousin of my grandpa, who was back in the ninja village where I learned about ninjas." And they cut back to the village where the grandpa's just like, "Ninjas aren't fucking real." No one fucking say there's such a thing as ninjas or I will kick their fucking ass and stop interrupting my newspaper. Knock, knock. Who's at the door? Fucking ninjas. All right. on my back about this. Come on, man. Do some ninjutsu. It'll be great for the local tourist economy. I said, fuck off. I don't think this. Yeah, and obviously immediately attacked by ninjas when he could have just went with it the whole time. But he explains this when they escape from the ninjas into a random... bit of bamboo and there's a gumji hiding in a little shrine and it's like yeah so an a like a meteor hit turned us into ninjas there was this alien that everyone thought was a monster but he helped us do ninja stuff so we pretend he's not real so people don't try and rob him to do evil ninja stuff and then the evil ninjas show up there and it's just like well i guess we're gonna have to fight but grandpa holds him off he's like you need to take gumji back to my brother uh who can mind him better than me a random old man out in the middle of nowhere I suppose, again, mm. what if E.T. was a ninja? Instead of making your bike fly, it allowed you to, I don't know, try and chop places with a log as whenever you needed to. Useful things. There's a firework display, and then at the end, Burton and Bereka figure out we can't wait for that smoothies to bring us back to an adult. We're going to have to break in to the records department as mm. kids and i guess that's I the, mean, next the smoothies episode. plan is just that so that you'll grow up big and strong it doesn't increase the amount of speed that you'll grow up at and even Bereka kind of goes like but if we find the cure in there won't we turn into adults and it was like what the fuck are these adults doing the kid thing and he's like don't worry we can just eat ninja go and turn back into children <laughs> yeah they're, 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 they're perturbed sure. a little bit by the fact that oh they're already mass producing this shit and handing it out to the kids like when the kids mm. turn into babies that they need no 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 you just like <laughs> as long as you are as long as you are like uh, 10 or under you won't be affected by it yeah this will turn you into a 10 year old are you a 10 year old no problem yeah yeah it's uh, it's odd um, then we've got Ranking of Kings, episode 18, Battle with the Gods, Ranking of Kings, episode 19, The Last Bastion, mm. uh, in which we discover the Ranking of Kings is a milkshake duck, and <laughs> the uh, writer of the comic may have right-wing nationalist leanings, seems highly likely, or at least apologising for yeah. past yeah. nationalist leanings. 
<laughs> yeah, like in the watching of us, you know, uh, found out about this, I read all about that later because it all came back out again. It already been mm. roached by plenty of people when the actual original Megaton was published anyway. That's even the Watchmen, it seems like seems a little something's a little bit off about this as bosses relating to the story of this of the old country Homer, you know, where they they were like a country of wizards and they helped out this other country, Gyagasa, to stand up to the gods. But those goddamn ungrateful Gyagasas, they fucking come and save them, we fucking build their roads and their houses, and they're always going grumble, grumble, grumble. Those damn wizards come over and boss us around, will they? After come building all our stuff for us, magic. will they? Yeah, yeah. Like, but how could they? How could they, after all the good we've done for them, turn against us like this? I don't get it. And so history was rewritten so that actually the Homer were awful tyrants and dictators. No, did all this bloodshed. But wasn't that way at all? We were totally cool. We did all this stuff for them, and they were just like, we'll weep, 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 weep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that, that's, that's, that's the bad part of these two episodes, is the entire background and motivation for Boss and Moranjo. Uh... I mean, like, how they've been enacting their fucking shit anyway has been completely stupid, so fair enough for uh, their, for it to start from a shit place as well. Yeah. Uh, except it's not quite, because we get hinted at in the episode 19 that there's other stuff which I guess won't be related to that in the slightest. It must be the stuff to do with the devil, because the devil ain't in any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, what happened to Baranjo... What happened to the Huber? What happened to the gods? What happened to the Yakuza? Uh, and then we're left with her. She's been repaired by some sort of hedge wizard. Mm. And then they've gone off on some other adventure. And Boss explains to Bevin that, oh, no, the one who betrayed her was me. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't really the Yakuza or the gods or the Huber. I'm the one. That's caused her to behave like this, it's and as we don't fault, see the yeah. devil at this point, uh, that must be tied into it. We we've not seen them visit the devil at all, have we? In the anime so far, no. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, that Whereas that's in the when that's in the comic super early. Yeah. <laughs> no, we also see the the devil when um uh, in the flashback uh, when. Boji's mother is getting killed. Yeah, it's yeah. feet anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's definitely one of the times it was summoned, or whatever way you want to put it. Mm. Yeah, all showed up. But yes, in in the comic, you know quite early that at some point, Boss visited the devil with a robed woman for mm. purposes of which we now know here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what the deal was, but we didn't actually. That wasn't like a mystery early on. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's an uncomfortable pill to swallow about the thing, which is a shame because the rest of the episode is really good. <laughs> yeah, like I I watched it not knowing that going into it, and I, I assumed it was kind of talking about um the the differences in like a in a in a conquered people and how 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 being like a conquered people can affect you as a society negatively yeah. that kind of it, way it feels like presented in the episode 18 that the humor come across as refugees rather than an occupying power yes because they're fleeing yeah, yeah, yeah. from the gods um and also i guess also boss comes across as a massive jerk um yeah because he, mm-hmm. he has gone to humor 
to test his power by killing some wizards. I hear these wizards are real tough. Let's all right, you and me, wizard. Let's fight. Um, okay, you killed him in front of his wife and kid, and you fall over, and the wife fucking heals you after you murdered this dude. And it's just like, well, I guess I'm a jerk, and I should stick around to help these wizards out. Yeah, like doing being That's the shonen tough. protagonist of like, who's the strongest guy I can fight is kind of a jerk move. Yeah, well, he would have been crushed by a giant sooner or later, so it may as well be you. Right. Uh. uh... Yeah, I'm not sure whether the talking god is supposed to be uh, our brother's father in a younger instance, because when he smiles... He's got he's the got, very wide smile. He's got yeah. the very he's wide the, smile. Yeah. He's got the three eyes as well, which is a very different kind of look. It is, yeah. So I don't know whether that's just the look of a god or... It's just the fact that in every other case, it's turned out, oh, that, well, that, that was another character's father after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever you do, don't look at the latest chapter of the webcomic because I think it gives away uh, what Boji's hidden power is. Oh, okay. Uh, but... Oh, no, it's quite a good power. If it is the power, it's quite good. But I also wonder whether it's going to be something else that he's going to learn when they go and cart him off at the end of this, at the final episode of episode 19, where they're like, there is one more person who can heal all these people who've just been stabbed by yeah, Oaken. Because yeah. what's the other, yeah, the other part of 18 is Oaken getting stabby, and then at the end he gets swallowed by Karge, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, that and uh, is it the start of or episode 19, or is it the part way through episode 18 where the the big four are getting back together? That was that was they, like that's that's the one in nineteen. Like you know, yeah, in, in yeah. eighteen, like uh, he's fucking he's going wild. Uh, Orkin is. Um, no, Borgies as well. You know, even though it doesn't work on him, he's given him a good fucking go and manages actually to shatter the the faceplate off off the helmet. So you see, ah, it's Orkin. There is a handsome mustachioed face under that creepy mask. He's still there, but the eyes are off. You know, he's he's not all there. Or this 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 has subsumed whatever his consciousness is. It was a nice contrast um, in the two episodes between um, we have uh, Cariel was I can't think of his name. Despa. Despa. We've Despa like trying to hold his brother down and uh, like trying to get him thing, and he is reminded of it's like, hey, you can't die yet, brother. You got other people to save. And while he's distracted by his affection for his brother, um, he gets stabbed up, and contrasted that with um, Oaken in. the next episode where he kind of hears Despa's teachings and that spurs him on to fight the good guys even better. And it's just like, yeah, it, it's kind of like it really presents, and especially like an 18, obviously, but it, it presents kindness as a really exploitable weakness in the right circumstances, basically. Yeah. Uh, and um, familial kindness or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They've, um, yeah, there isn't in 19 why, Healing can't heal anybody because she used the last of her healing to heal Appius. Yeah, yeah. He gets him back in his feet and he's like, You know, I might betray you again. <laughs> the guy going, like, What the That's fuck? A chance dude? we'll have to take. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and so Kage swallows him at the end of episode 18. He does seem to turn into like the monster that was that door, the, the monstrous yes. version. Um, that was that door to the underworld. So that's another thing they can do and compress into a two-dimensional form. But whatever okay, his just... internal, like you know, uh, dimension is, he keeps pulling out yes. whatever he needs out of. No, he's, he's going to engulf him in that. Which 
maybe some kind of uh, gateway to, if, if one can serve as a gateway to the underworld, they can also serve as some kind of window into the afterlife as well. Because yeah. Kage is rolling the border across the river sticks right now. To his mother's on the shore waving, come Kage, come into the light. Or is uh, Despan Borgi dying but not dead? Or kind of on a rock, kind of going, oh, he can't hear us. Oh, don't go to the light, Kage, come back. Yeah, but they only see this once Red has got up from their dead unconscious state. Uh, I guess dying state, because they were, yeah, I, they I were stabbed by Oka. Yeah, mm-hmm. and heals Boji, and that sends them all into this reverie, watching uh, him row across the river sticks in the jolliest little boat. Uh, and then they notice it, it, it's a nice scene, and it's so sad. Like, but it's also it like kind also of has the funniest line of the two episodes of <laughs> Desper saying, "It's true, handsome people can't die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, dear, I do love that ridiculous fucking pantaloons man. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yes, he can't row across because Moranjo has grabbed the rope on the boat and is preventing him from getting to the other side. Uh, just uh, like, but she's holding him for the time being. But she is kind of basically presenting him with this, like, "You can go now, but you can't come back." Is there shit you have to fucking finish? And he's like, "Ah, oh, I gotta support Boji. Yeah, gotta go back." You, you, you doing good, ma'am? It's like I'm doing great, son. I'm just living my afterlife. It's like, all right, I'll see you later. But I might be an old man by then. See you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but then the mum's like, "Oh my god, there's a couple more mums here. We want a word with you, Miranjo, or at least a hard <laughs> stare at you." Yeah, throwing her a real dirty look, understandably. Mm. Yeah, which is there. Well, I don't know whether they're hiding her. She just, just appears there. I mean, Boji's uh, mother is just fucking yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, she, know, look, but, like, she looks just, mad, and Baraja's mum looks disappointed. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but this causes like, you know, the Baraja yeah. inside the man, the Baraja who's inside boss, who's with Dida. Trying to remember yeah. where everybody's souls are. The uh, uh, baby Moranjo. How about yes, that? the face breaks. The uh, the artificial face breaks off, and then the child disappears. I assume returning to bond with the adult who was perhaps locked that side of herself away. Yeah, it's like a piece of yeah. herself that she was keeping away. Um, uh, like presumably to Literally do all separate. this fucking. Yeah, yeah. To presumably, like if you can separate. Um, yourself from yourself in order so you can do some fucking horrendous things um, that would be very fucking useful um, but yeah I, 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 the poor kid inside is like hey don't leave me alone and she's like oh don't worry it'll happen soon it's like what will happen soon I'm trapped <laughs> in endless darkness um, mm, I'm, I'm uh, glad you got your face back but like this this sucks oh yeah I've got that in the wrong order it's, it's the, the other mums show up once the Miranjo who's with Dida disappears yeah, yeah, because she's basically the last one waiting on the shore at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yes, but apparently, yeah, they, they can't save Boji and Desper, but there is one other who can heal them. Don't know who that is. So, uh, Oka has a go at trying to eat the snake, but Bebin's not going to have that, so slices him in it, half. It's, it's funny to me, every time that giant snake shows up, it's like, all right, motherfucker, try me, and that giant snake gets its ass kicked, like, every fucking time. <laughs> hey, man, it's it's... It's been through the war. You've seen the state of it, like, but like, he was coming back from war. Uh, it's got a lot of heart. It's got oh, three hearts, in fact. He's got guts, all right, but um, hopefully they're not going to be spilled guts. But the big four, 
maybe if they team up, they can take on this guy. And I mean, like the the idea of one big guy sitting on him while punching him, it was just like, yeah, that could work pretty good. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they figure out that Marlon, like from like Domas, going, I'll take him on. No, Domas, stop that. You talked to Domas more like dumbass. Touching over this fucking uh, this prideful macho bullshit. Let's always go wham at once. Oh yeah, good idea. This is like or not just his Deppen's idea. But yeah, fucking fuck fighting fair. Let's just go in and just fucking dig the hell off him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's a tough cookie. As you'd expect from an immortal, uh, insane warrior. Hmm. He remembers his teachings. It's like, dude. You got to the phone, remember what I told you. <laughs> and this, yeah, it's it like operating kind of reflexes. Yeah. It's like when you have your back against the wall, that's where you, when you can have the most growth, which is a bad thing to say to the villain in this case. <laughs> that's generally the thing you say to a good guy. But um, he he finds the, the will and the um, the freaky um, immortal bodiness. It's just like, wait a minute, I can just like do all kinds of fucked up shit to get out of situations. And um, mm. he just needs to hit them with his little stone throwing childhood playground thing once in order to catch them off guard and um stab up a bunch of people basically yeah um yeah i'm trying to think who who could be the other person who could heal them uh there's there are the two other the non-combatant advisors who are accounted for hmm. who had a more important role at the start and I presume Moranjo can heal based off of her possession of a... Um, yeah, I assume it might be Moranjo, might be what they're thinking mm. of. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise, I don't think there's anybody, any other valid person. Because um, yeah. we still got the guy who's only partially dead, buried in a shallow grave, uh, <laughs> who might pop out and uh, whatever word we've opened for attempting to kill him mm. at some point. Mm. But I think he's going to be doing any healing. Um, yeah, I do wonder about the survival of most of these people because there's only there's only three characters I've seen in the current story arc who are in oh, this story. <laughs> but... Oh, nice. <laughs> we shall uh... live in a farm somewhere. Yes, yeah, so I think they they appear to be in an entirely different part, a different country in the current webcomics. That might also have something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, that would account for not everyone being there, I guess. Um, Serve a long holiday after this, boys. Yep. I'm also worried of either overt or accidental um, uh, imperialism. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, like, it is a ranking of kings. It is a ranking of kings, so yeah, maybe we should have been more wary of it. Um, Mm, uh, Oh, as well, you can explore these kind of subjects with a bit more fucking nuance and things. But sure, you're sure. thinking, oh, maybe just like he's kind of something different and saying, nah, 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 nah. He fucking knows precisely why he's right. Yeah, here. I think so the photo reference. Don't, don't, don't treat him like he's yeah. some kind of fucking dumbass. <laughs> yes. He knows what he's doing here. I yeah. mean, it's, you can explore these kind of topics because, you, you know, if you want to talk about a difficult subject, you got to bring up a difficult subject. I'm not saying it should be kind of kept on a down note, but you need to have something actual nuance to say about it. You could have done this any number of ways. Why had had to have the fact that from the Yakuza people, they all look like fucking I don't know, shifty corners. They're, they're halfway the towards fists of the North Star, fucking Mook Toast, and saying, "Eh, we all got fucking like gap teeth, and we're all fucking hobbled and broken down and craven, and we're fucking we rob the eyes of our own granny." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rather than you know, like they're understandably they've been like ranted and put upon any number of like people coming in to wreck their shit. 
but there's no nuance there. If I'm saying, oh yeah, yeah this is what happens to like uh, the piss like this. They become cynical and, and self-centered and only up for themselves. You need someone mm. else to come along and show them what their what a real country is like. This is I nah, know. Like it's, hopefully there's some yeah. level of nuance there. Um, hopefully we'll see. Uh, well, hopefully yeah. like boss telling us these things means it's a very unreliable narrative. Yeah. <laughs> you, still well. it, you still <laughs> you said it, though. You still said it. Still said it. Yeah. Add yeah, you, right. you use those photo references. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, that I, like I'm not. I'm not saying that was that was the case, but uh, it could have been just like, oh, cool historical references. Like, mm, should you though? Should you no, really I, go for that? Yeah. Yeah. I, once you get to the photo references, you're it, you're out of the plausible deniability area. Oh, I think. oh, definitely. You know some of what you're doing, if not all of what the yes. fuck you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, you've read enough on, on this to know better, and you're still mm. at this way. So yes. we know. What way? You know, we know what, what side of the argument you're on here now. So yeah, it's not like you're using for references of like ancient Gaul or something, and you you can have the plausible line. Oh no, it's about the Romans. It's not about Japan at all. Um, yeah, it, you, yeah. So it, it's clearly about Japan and that sort of imperialism, which leaks into popular culture, but. Normally, it's just a leak, not a spill like this is. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's usually just somebody like, okay, the character designer on Evangelion, as you can set a motor, he's a very much an apologist for it. But a lot of people weren't an Evangelion, so it's not just him. Yes. This yeah. is being yeah. spun whole clouds from the manga by, we know definitely one person. Not under a pseudonym, yes. not under a like that. We've known we've yes. spoken live story and all that. And, so it's and just on like, a yeah. webcomic platform where he probably doesn't have anything that's going. <sighs> Are you sure you that's what you should be doing? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, which is a shame because the rest of it is very good. And it may, mm. after this bit, it may continue to be very good. And that might just be a bump in a nasty bump in the road. A but really you can have it in the back of your mind now. And you can, well, I guess it'll at least make you, at least make us even more critical uh, of it going on. I mean, I was critical of the anime. Uh, I guess I'd need to be more critical of really the comic good. as well now. Yeah, mm. yeah. Something to watch out for. It's easily get blindsided, man. Um, yeah, particularly because that was the intention. It's it, it, The intention was to either be a dog whistle or a blind side of... Because uh, if you don't recognise those photo references, because I didn't, you might not take it, you might take it in an entirely different way, particularly as they're presented mm. as refugees, not as occupiers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a very biased kind of thing of yeah. imperialism. Yeah, mm. it's just in a way expect a little better as well because he's up to this point had some uh, things to say about the nature of what makes a king, what makes you know like a good governing of a country. It's more than just about strength and things. But saying, yeah, those are some interesting points I made there, and then they just one slap that on the table, just it, snap it, it on the table. It is actually, straight out of the paternalistic. Uh, like pre World War Two propaganda machine. Um, that might does make right after all. It's like, uh, well, no, it's not might make. Doesn't make. It's not might makes right. It's uh, let us into your country and we'll protect you from uh, the nastier countries who want to take over you and we'll improve your country. That's 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 the story mm. of all those like pre war anime and. Uh, the uh, the novels of which half the villain out of Concrete Revolution is based on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Stuck, man. But I, if I know it when I see it, fucking, yes. <laughs> fucking grew up learning how many years of Irish history, which has been like yeah. 800, 800 years plus of just this very thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to be a, a lot more forgiving for people, like, because if, if you grew up in like an education system that implies it's like, no, we went in not as occupiers, but as we were uplifting them and that kind of fucking shit. Because like, I've, I've had friends from the UK kind of going like, well, I want to send you a thing. What's a postcode? And I was like, oh, it's, it's this. And it's like, that's not a fucking proper postcode. It's like, no, we're, we're a different country from you. I still have to remind them today because they don't <laughs> fucking teach it in school, basically. No, because um, we, we, we're, we're yeah. too being taught about all the times we were invaded, which is not in, <laughs> not in recent memory. Uh, so uh, there's the question of whether that is useful or not, but yeah, oh, yeah. That, the favorite one there is fun. Oh, if we didn't come over here and like uh, and like and help you out, you 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 would speak, you speak, I would speak English today. Well, I'm saying if you didn't come over at the first place, I'd be speaking Irish right now, or <laughs> or whatever wherever your whatever your native tongue is in your own yeah, country. Yeah, we had a language them. beforehand. I don't fucking know it now for those 800 years. <laughs> yeah, but that, that that's based on an education system which tells you how great it was to be invaded by the Romans and. <laughs> That's written by the Romans. You fucking know that. These ah. <laughs> are uh, rules. Yeah. Spell with a Z. Ah. <laughs> in Latin. Look at the mosaics. Uh, <laughs> just look at Bath. Go on, have a look at Bath. That's that's a, that's a lot of it. Or at least it was when <laughs> I was. It may be entirely yeah, yeah. different now. I can't speak for... I've not sure. done GCSE history for... Uh, <laughs> Let me think now. When was the last time we did GCSE history? It would be thirty years ago. So there you go. would hope it's changed in thirty years, but you never fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've said that that bit of GCSE <laughs> history is uh, probably fairly relevant because it was uh, it was about uh, the Arab-Israeli conflict and the uh, the period between uh, World War One and World War Two. Mm-hmm. That's what you actually get tested on. Get your got your GCSE on at that time. Um, All the other stuff was just a quick race through British history. (laughs) Let's skip these bits. Focusing on the bits where we can take you for a field trip. Um, (laughs) Which is is pretty much taught the the same way geography is taught. Uh, (laughs) Where can we take you on a field trip? That's the bit we'll focus on until you decide whether you like geography or not. So, but yeah. talk, uh, go back to school. Yeah, hold up on your up in history, or yes. stick to hating your dad. Stick to hating your dad, which has been a yeah, that's a universal experience. Everyone's yeah. gonna bore with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. most people can relate to that universal experience. Yeah, uh, kind of definitely family is a problem. I, yeah, you're good. You're good. Then we've got uh, ranking of kings, the epi- the adventure of die episode seventy, victory or annihilation, <laughs> or well, episode seventy one. The Battle of True Dragons. Right. Dragon Quest, of course. <laughs> Not yeah. Ranking of Kings again. Did <laughs> I say Dragon uh, Kings? I said did Ranking of Kings or Adventure of Dive. I said, oh, man. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> you can't, there are cars in Dragon Quest now. Damn it. Let me uh, put my batteries, yeah. new batteries in. Uh, yeah, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die. Ah, okay, right. Uh, uh, the first one is Pop versus the Knight. Sigma, Sigma. I can never remember. Uh, I can't remember the fight. It's a very honourable knight. Um, I, I, I just like, like partway through the fight, he's like, can I ask you a question? Are you even a human? Um, 
It's like, no, I'm, I'm just the, I'm just a regular guy. And it's like, ah, that's what a person would say if they were fucking had shit that they could do. And it's I'm not, he's trying I'm, to. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm like a oricalcum or golem. However, you've asked for this personality, so I'm like, you know, about nobility and chivalry. That's what I'm all about, mm-hmm. man. So do things like that. I can respect you as an opponent. You know, I thought you were going to be like just a squishy mage, but you're pretty tough because you're just pulling sneaky heels for yourself. So I actually didn't measure you at all. I said, that's right. What did you do? Shisha! Extender pole. Pin his arm to the, to the, to the wall. It's like, I got you now, motherfucker. I, you know, I can like, erase you at my leisure. Ah, you would if you were pinned in my left hand. Ka-chunk! Laser cannon! <laughs> hmm, he's got a little electroshock um, wrist thing. Kind of like uh, Yunkle's, uh not Yunkle. The guy who Yunkle immediately kicked off the fucking thing. Um, he's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I saw like how uh, pretty much all of the Orokalkum uh, warriors got like uh, a little hidden gadget or transformation. Yeah, thing. yeah. Like, like Albanas, she got just, 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 just transforms her fucking her robe into like a cool armor set, and uh, mm. even poor old uh, Block, you know, he's actually full of tinier men on the inside. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of this is kind of like uh, Pop trying to figure his way out. And Sigma going like, you're trying to fucking figure me out by just throwing spells at me, even though you know they can't hit me. Um, but And then it's like, whoa, you can heal yourself the whole time? Are you some kind of sage? And then he's kind of thinking back to his master. He's like, I'm not a sage. I'm a, I'll come up with a much cooler title for myself. Uh, Grand Sorcerer or something like that, I think it was. And Pop, and he's like, whoa, fucking Grand Sorcerer Pop. All right, you're 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 the real deal, Pop. Um and it's it's kind of him trying to play keep away with his reflecting shield, so he can hit him with a um, erasing uh, the I forgot the name of the big spell a med- medroa medroa yeah 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 uh, and and cutting back to mom running there is like I hope I get there in time every now and again yeah it, it does some like nifty shit though but he prizes it off in this line on the ground the to have on race Bravo so it's, it's a race mm-hmm. one who can like, you know take him out first and, and if I can just like kill him again with my like lightning buster uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll take him out for sure but then the mirror's on the ground she's just going like fucking uh, fireball bank shot bounces off the mirror because actually gets you in the back mm-hmm. uh Comes down to this kind of gambit, then where it's like, okay, like I'll just kind of get him in one place where he can't dodge, so that I can uh, fire off a mid drawer and do it, which he kind of initiates as well, or seems to anyway. Before he fires off a massive blast, but saying, haha, actually, uh, the mirror is behind me, and magic kind of this juke out of the way, and it's going to put it right back at you. And Pop's going, no, no, kablamo, and that's when Maram turns up to see him like engulfed in flames. And Sigma was going, ah, he was, you've turned up to see him now. He's departed this world. You know, he, he, was, he was a fire to the last, you know, and being gracious, uh, a gracious victor and all that. Mm-hmm. Who was coming out? Emerging from the flames. <laughs> we see, like, you know, his body burning up. <laughs> but actually, he's like, no, he's actually coming out. He's got at the ready. Caught with the pants down, motherfucker. Metroa! And just fucking takes out his entire fucking torso. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just the head, existence. hands and feet at that stage. Um, He's going, what, what, what? I, ref- I, d- I didn't cast a Metroa. I cast a fireball at myself, got hit by it, and used being engulfed in flame as a distraction so you couldn't see me. Hmm. Great plan. Great fucking plan. <laughs> <laughs> Learn that one from Yonkel. He isn't the only one who can just take an absolute beating and keep going. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you can just like do like sneak a little heel to yourself in the middle of it, uh, that's, that's that's all well and good. And as we kind of just across the mouth, he took care of that all by myself without someone needing to come in and save him. 
he's not just a, just a squishy mage of the party. He's got mm. some guts. He's got some gumption. I gotta hand it to him. I talk about him all like all wrong for so long. And she's like, hey, you know the way you said you love me and shit. I can't really give that back right now because I don't know. I don't know how to feel about love. And we gotta defeat the evil lord before I can figure it out anyway. So they have, they have a nice longest question about them, which I appreciate. It's just like uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like she's kinda of, like Pop, you can't just spring that on somebody like going off to the final battle, you know. <laughs> uh I need some fun time thinking about this, you know. Like and you know what's the fun thing and it's something you gotta say as if we're gonna lose. You can't come into this thing that we're gonna lose. No, you gotta just say, let's focus on getting back from this and we can talk about this later. Saying, yeah. I can respect that. But you know. Just in case we die, though. Just saying, just saying. No, I, I, I'm, I, I'm being a bit pessimistic sometimes, but I want to think of the worst case scenario. If we did die, I just want to go out, make sure we go into this final battle, no regrets. Just saying, what are you saying? Jeez, you leaning in for the kiss? Maybe. Uh, what do I do? He just goes, oh, is this really happening? Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, yeah, very, very old school. Yeah. Which is very much like, oh, yes, uh, Papa Nobaka! And he just gets knocked out. And yeah. <laughs> he gets beaten the fuck up and getting dragged uh, all the way then to join the rest of the party and walk on. Oh, my God, Pop, you went through an absolute hell of a battle there. Yes! It wasn't Mam beating me up at all. <laughs> I feel like it was even kind of thinking, like, most of this is Mam just kicking my ass for being a little mm. shit. <laughs> um, it's a way yeah. to undercut. It undercutted a lot of it, you know. I guess in one way it's good to undercut so he doesn't get too schmaltzy. He doesn't get fucking mm. too a bit like, like that. Uh, I suppose it's good in the sense that they at least like, acknowledge that, yeah, this isn't the kind of thing you can just, like, kind of, uh, just put a button on handily. We've got to talk about this mm. later. As adults, presuming we survive this <laughs> fight for the fate of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, to survive that will require us to, uh, for Die to beat Hadler on his own because he's refusing <laughs> any help. Well, first of all, you can't help him to begin with because they're having... The wave of heat coming off them is just pushing everyone back. I love how you phone turn up then for the man and Papa says, hey, where was, where was like a uh, dying head there? Oh, uh, they're over there in that fucking seething ball of fighting energy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. Mm-hmm. That ball of toxic masculinity. <laughs> Refusing uh, to take out their swords. Yes, Vern yeah. is very amused by this because it reminds him of uh, was it the Battle of True Dragons? What the, the title yes. is called? Uh, yeah. Between the, the dragon, the lightning the, dragon, and the abyss dragon. Mm. Mm. Fought for for day and night, and he completely upended the whole landscape of the underworld. However, the abyss dragon went out in the end, like yes. biting the neck, biting the neck off that other one. And that's why we call him like the great dragon thing. Um, he got that title because. Uh, again, that was toxic dragon masculinity where they decided we're the two toughest dragons, but which one is tougher? So yes. they went through that whole fucking thing. Uh, yeah, I, I was. Uh, that's a bit like the unseen fight in One Piece between uh, uh, for the leadership of the the admiralty of the uh, marines, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Except yeah, it wasn't the it yeah. wasn't the lightning dragon because he would he would not care enough to get into that fight. Uh, <laughs> no, you be boss. I'm I'm cool with being where I am. Yes. Yeah. Um, particularly with like the uh, the changing of the environment due to the fight. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So happen, uh, we're at stalemate. Yeah, there are stalemate. I'm gonna do my attack. 
where you do your attack die, but if it's a silly attack, I'm going to be annoyed. If you're just doing a regular, I mean, like, I like that you're trying to end it on an avant stretch. That's like, that's, that's poetic, you know, but if it's just a regular one, that's shit. All right. I'm not, I'm way past that now. I still got my combustion thing, which is really good, as we know. Uh, I did like Hadler was worried that it was going to be a silly attack, though. Uh, <laughs> specifically. This is men. This is fight between man. men. Uh, yes, because the... Child's toys here. Yeah, because mm. the problem is whoever loses the clash will take all the damage from the heat as well surrounding them. Mm. Back and, they, do, they do both say, it's like, we both understand that that's what's going to happen, right? And they're both like, yeah, we both understand that's what's going to happen. Good. I didn't want to do like a last final attack with the sword and not understand that the person who gets defeated in this clash is going to get hit by all of that fight energy. Um, uh, so dies one, except Hadler decides to consume the rest of his life energy to produce another sword to have another go at die. And well, I've got like half an hour maybe in me, but uh, instead of bleeding out, I'm just going to make a life sword and try and kill you here and now. I'll it's see like, you. Yeah, he's like, he then considers like how terrible he was as a leader of the Dark Army and the six Legion commanders were better than him. And, but his, uh, his chess pieces uh, stood beside him and raised him up and it's because of them I'm so great and I'll see you all soon. Because clearly he's like, well, even if I beat die, I ain't, I'm not going to be around for much longer. I've literally put the rest of my life into this sword. Yes. So yeah, it's not yeah. And it's Pop's not like, happen. Die, let us help you. You you haven't got an aura anymore. How are you going to defeat him? And Die's like, no, I must do it myself. And then Pop makes a pretty good argument about why he shouldn't do this. Uh, Yeah, I was like, let's let's run away from him or something. That would be better. I like the fact that Die was allowed to answer back. He wasn't just like cut down by uh, Pop. Was allowed Mm. to die back because he was yeah. Because in other comics, people just go, oh, okay, go ahead. It was like stand back. Uh, Because then Die has to make his argument of like. Yeah, I know I'm carrying the wishes of my friends, just like Hadler is. Plus, I still have this Zapple, the spell that Dragon Quest heroes have and eventually have no requirement to ever <laughs> use because they've got much better attacks. Yeah, but it's like this is the, this is the silly attack you was talking about, but saying, I know you can only do Zapple at best, so what do you, what you, what you got planned? Maybe something clever like what you did before, where you, like, you fire off the projectile that trash, but then you run up to it and then do the close range of stretch and it's a cool cross attack and cuts you open. I, I did like the logic of that besides the fact that you do both attacks at the same time is the third Avon stretch but it's like no this one's cutting you this way this one's cutting you this way so it like they both push towards each other and I was like oh okay that makes a little kind of sense yeah. at least. What's the, I can't remember what that attack's called in Dragon Quest um, it is one of the recurring ones because from now, now I've played one Dragon Quest game. I'm an expert, but also it crops up in Pop Team Epic, doesn't it? They, uh, there's they... a couple of ones there. There's there's a version of it in Chrono Trigger where it's it, it a team yeah. up one. Uh, it, it, it's just like you know, it, it's a cool looking RPG uh, move to have, I suppose. I think in Chrono Trigger it's called X something rather than Cross. It depends something. what version you're playing and what translation. Yeah, X yeah, slash yeah, yeah. or Cross slash. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you and the frog anyway. <laughs> Chrono and the frog. Mm. So that only, only can be done by uh, Toriyama-designed characters. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Toriyama-adjacent, at least. Yes. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, and... Uh, the, the preview seems to suggest it's just like it's going to be like fun slow motion, just like running at each other. <laughs> which seems to suggest that like 
Yeah, this one did feel like I depending on the essay a little bit. No, I suppose this this we really need like you know oh like maybe the full thirty minutes because this guy's probably going to wrap up in the 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 first half on this episode. But I suppose they need some time to okay we've been handler has been or like one of our main rivals for all so long to this adventure. You gotta give him that to send off that he deserves, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Does feel a little bit like someone padding out the rest of it, though. Just like, you know, it's just so many, so many, like, particularly bits in this world are, like, whether it's like the aura of heat surrounding them or how they're powering up those swords. Some person to explain it and then some doesn't get it. So they reiterate it using similar terms and explain it again. That happened like yeah. two or three times in this. It's so funny, like, because in contrast with, um, uh, with the with the thing with Yonkel and him, where it's just like, ah, I've immediately been defeated. It's like all these other fights are taking so long. <laughs> but that one was very funny in contrast. I kind of wish we'd cut back to Yonkel and it's like, oh no, I'm fine. Let's go. Let's go for the last boss. <laughs> he's got to be coming back though, but he couldn't be because if Hadlar dies, it means he's he's not going to exist anymore unless there's some other stipulation. Unless Yonkel's he changes is... from chess to checkers and he's like, king me. Now I'm the king. Yes, yes, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> Yes, um, I, I I think you might not be far off the truth in that. Uh, yeah. Um, in that, that case, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of Hyunkul putting hands on shoulders now. He's in full Big Brother mode. Um, He's getting very emotional. He's learning emotions in this battle for climactic humanity, survival, and whatnot, which is good because he's got a girlfriend essentially, even though he doesn't know it yet. Yes, well. He does, but love is not for him. He has known love. It is not for men like him. It is for women like mom and men like pop. He must have Dude, your dad was a skeleton who loved you. Love is fine. Don't worry about it. If a skeleton can love, so can you. (laughs) Uh, Then we've got two episodes of My Dress Up Darling for you to tell me about. Episode seven, A Home Date with the Guy I Wove is the Best. And also and episode eight, backlighting is the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, just to kind of find that out that they eventually get Juju, or saying, okay, we're going to like, you know, give like a whole studio thing. We'll split the costs on like uh, booking the studio day. We'll get some great shots for the gram. What do you say? Also, can we do like the join up cosplay and saying, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. If we're splitting this. Spitting, spitting, spitting the fees, and it's always fair to do that as well. But like, don't tell anybody about this yet. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, standoffish and not going to be fully on with it. Um, so then Juju is like, okay, need to make a better costume. This is my kind of brief, you know, like the whole thing. And I like the uh, like Gojo is like, you know, I'm a nervous kind of dude. I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of like uh, like new with this, so on and so forth. But he has the manner. He has the kind of professional, like kind of like. Um, on holding in himself to actually go on with it because he, he sends on like the like the diagrams what's it called the blueprints the... uh i don't know what clothes br- blueprints are called but basically that like the patterns. patterns they're called patterns, patterns. Yeah, yeah that's it and and all his like extensive notes on each uh part like how, how to particularly do this particular kind of frill or whatever um yeah and that's why she she's again still shocked is like how is this your first fucking time doing this shit this is this is pro level stuff, yeah. Mm. He's thinking as well, like uh, to uh, he's 
Was it this one where like um uh his like his like his granddad is examining like, like the like the latest um, it, was, it was in, in this episode because because basically he's yeah. regaling the grandpa it's like oh you want to go meet up because she says hey I, I want to watch the he says I want to watch the TV show before I do it so I get an idea of how the costume moves and the character and that kind of thing uh, and he's and she's like cool come over to my place I got the box set you can I'll give it give you a lend of it he's like so I need to go over to my friend's house and get the box set and the grandpa's like yeah no worries fucking take the day off it's cool. And he, he's checking, he's working, he's kind of, Gojo's like, I haven't really been practicing properly lately, it's probably terrible. And the grandpa's like, you've improved, like, your line was really stiff before, but you've, you've really, like, uh, gotten it a lot up. smoother now. Mm. It's it's not a, you are so much better now, You're per- this is pr- perfect or anything. He's like, no, this is better. And he says the thing of, uh, and it, this is for all artistic endeavors, for endeavors but... um. Keep on oh, going, I gotta answer the door for some reason. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um... But, yeah, it's it's good advice and artistic stuff in general. But he says, like, if you want to be uh, a good doll maker, you need lots of other kind of life experience to inform you because he's talking about like you you put on her makeup as well. Right. So that must have required a delicate touch, but one that requires a different set of skills from from doll making. And obviously it's it's a transferable skill in that regard. Um, and I thought, OK, I was talking about transferable cost, skills in art. Excellent. Um, but yeah, the the grandpa talking about like the more experiences will make you more rounded as an artist, and I, yeah, I I thought it was a really nice piece of advice. There's there's bits like that, and there's lots of moments even in these two episodes that are very like true to life and kind of thing, um, or, or true to experience that I I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, he's, well, yeah. he's as well as appreciative as well that it's a good thing he was with because actually you have met other kids your own age and start hanging out with them, having friends. Yeah, you know, you yeah. This, that's like, why the grandpa's like, yeah, take the day off, go for it, like hang out with your friend, it's cool. Look, I love having you around. Uh, like it's cool that to know got grandson like you was like cool hanging around with his granddad all day and there's some old geezer, but you, you appreciate mm-hmm. what I do. But you gotta get up, gotta get out and have some fun, kids and all. I got things to do around the house. Granddad mm. needs a long time as well, you know. So he goes to visit uh, his. He doesn't realize a girlfriend, um, and she answers the she door. Told him yet. Yeah, uh, she answers the door, not wearing a bra. But the bit that she's freaking out about, I was like, oh, I haven't put in my contacts. He'll see my real eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, like he's a teenage boy. He hasn't noticed that. Um, no, not at all. But yeah, they're they're kind of watching the show, and she's like, holy shit. We're on like a we're on like a stay home date. We're on like a a date, and we're we're talking about the show, and we're both fucking loving it. And he's getting really into the show that I love. It's like this I'm is doing. I'm, I'm doing all the whole fantasy show, and opposite of something to beat. It's just you know them fucking fried rice and things. Are she tries to make omu rice, but it basically ends up being fried rice. Uh, I'm, like, I'm putting on I'm putting on the apron and tying and tying up my hairs and doing that. Oh, is this like some kind of what's this some kind of show joke romance cliche? Mm-hmm. Am I am I going to be all the whole like here? Try some ah. Uh, and but then she's written like a love heart or the word love on the thing. It's just like, nah, you, you just made fried rice. And he's like, this is really good. We mostly eat Japanese food yeah. for, with grandpa. So it's nice to have some like some Chinese now and again. And it uh, was very like, much like a, a nailed it kind of situation. <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah. dude, got to bang on. Yep. Absolutely uh, what I was going for. Um, yeah, it's it's a nice bit. Um, uh, is it the same episode now where they're, oh, it's a. Uh, yeah, they meet up in the restaurant with herself, the younger one, under, or the older one, and her so sister. Juju and her younger sister, uh, Shinju. The younger sister, but she's the taller one. And we get so... She's got... She's very tall for her age. Yes, very tall yeah. for her age. 
yeah. Go to go on. Thank God she said tall. Then I think it's something else entirely, which is weird of me to do because this this girl is a lot younger than me. Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. now that's it's a bad that, 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 that's a bit of like a warning seven. sign there. Yeah, yeah. It, but like episode eight, they're still in the restaurant and it it's kind of talking about photography and stuff, and they're actually like impressed with her thing. And she's talking about she actually over the course of the episode, she does like a bunch of um, photography techniques, which is why it's called backlighting is the best. So it's like, okay, if you got like strong light, uh, backlight's good because it kind of emphasizes these features. And yeah, exactly. We need a, you need a front light or a reflector because, you know, you just got, need to cast it. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be entirely in shadow and that kind of thing. Um, that's why you, you want to do this like in a JC. You don't want to be like uh, doing it all on your smartphone. You know, you can get some good smartphone cameras these days, but you can't get these kind of effects, you know, where you can kind of um, get different uh, kind of focuses on like, you know, bring on the background to focus on the foreground and kind of like, or a partial blur as it proceeds. And, you know, all the kind of like fancy photography stuff you've seen on Instagram or whatever like that. Yeah, 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 but like besides the general kind of realism, like this episode had a few shaky bits with, uh, especially like with depictions of hands and stuff. But overall, like there's a very real physicality to it, and just like talking about the practical like use of techniques like backlight, and I was just like, yeah, they obviously did the research. There's a real, um, there's a real reality to the way the characters act and move, and even the things they talk about, um, yeah. which worked quite in its favor. Yeah, they decided didn't go to go to like, a scout location. I mean, it was going to like rent the gear for the day and the set up in here. So they go to the creepy abandoned hospital, which is perfect because like it's a hospital-based anime, and it's like it's where the character had her breakdown into you know, her evil character or whatever the fuck. It was like, yeah, this it's a good setting. But um, while the rest of them are like, oh, this is really cool. Uh, the older sister who looks like the younger sister is freaking out because it's a spooky hospital. <laughs> She's like, brr, everyone, and. Gorgeous trying, hey, what's wrong, buddy? You all right? And she kind of lays out her raison d'etre why she got into cosplay in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like any young tyke, she was really into her magical girl shows. And she was because they were cute so and pretty rare. and beat the shit out of bad guys with their bare fists. Yes. <laughs> Which is all good That's reasons. really cool. So I thought, oh, this is kind of a fun kind of thing to do. And naturally, sometimes you would think other kids move on from that and you know, they go into other princes, but I didn't. And I saw it, it that. Was the idea that she, yeah, she moved. It's like I knew you can't actually have magical powers and go into magical fights and stuff. But then I saw people can cosplay, so it's a thing you can do, like um, a related interest, that kind of thing. You can't literally develop magical powers, yeah. but you can do this and you can transform in that way. Yeah, it it was a source of like of confidence, of of uh, of comfort here as well. So like. Uh, being cosplaying, she feels like, you know, I'm putting on like this, putting on the costume, I take it on a persona, I can be a braver, more outgoing, more confident person than maybe I would be in the rest of my life. Mm, Which yeah. I imagine as well is why a lot of folks get into it too, is just that. Um, they it's nice to step out of yourself, yeah. Step out yeah. of yourself, feel like that, you know, and then uh, <laughs> as it's come up often of watching enough RuPaul's Drag Race, is that that, 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 that confidence you have while you're on stage, while you're in costume, you have to access to that all the time. Yeah, it's it's a well you can actually tap into when you need it as well. Yeah, um, which does actually help you in other endeavors in life. Um, yeah, and she has a, like he asked her like, well, why me? Like I'm I'm just an amateur guy. I've I've made one costume so far, and the way she describes it is like when I like when I felt when I saw your work, I saw the kind of care that went into it, and mm -hmm. it was kind of love at first sight of of your work. And he remembers like how he felt about his grandpa, and it's. It's another interesting thing where he saw his grandpa's work and it's like, I am so jealous. I want to be able to do that thing. And it's talking about jealousy as like a, as a, a positive motivator. motivation. Yeah. As a, as a... Oh, it's less so maybe that 
oh, wish I could be that devil. It's like someone like can get to that level. No, it is humanly possible yes. to do so. Yeah. Like, mm. And I can strive for that kind of height. Maybe not that. Don't try and be the exact same. But you can get <laughs> onto like you know a similar level of, of dedication and skill with it. Um, I think we lost the lost the last bit you said, Dwayne. It went into you. Oh, um, you went into like a oh. um, a, a long string of the same syllable on my stream apologies um what was, what was the last thing i said i fucking talk off the cuff um uh, it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was like a saying that i was like uh he was uh gojo kind of gets it because like ah yes granddad he was so great at that uh it's, it's the idea of being, so good being jealous of someone else's work either to strive for it yourself or something you want for yourself and it, jealousy being a, a, mo- a strong motivator to um progression uh self-progression um, and it's not something like jealousy is generally like a negative emotion, one of the deadly sins, that kind of thing. But it's also something that you can harness to be powerful um, and good for you. Um, yeah, and I, I thought that was a really good way to, to kind of um, to do it. And also it gives her like a little more background as to why she does the, the stuff that she does. Um, doing cosplay for a slightly different reason, but for similar kind of self-growth reasons. Mm. Um then we kind of get back to the school. It's sort of, sort of bookended then. It's like, yeah, uh, it's uh, or summer holidays coming up. It's like, we've finished the exams for the day and Marin comes to Gojo. You know, you want to hit the beach? But I haven't got my target. Let's just, just, just wait the target. Don't worry about that. Let's just hit the beach. Let's just, just, just go. Come on, let's go. We're just, just going to the beach. Let's go get burgers. Come on. Because we, we, it's not quite summer holidays, so we, the crowds aren't here and it's still too fucking cold to be on the beach, so it's perfect. And it's basically her trying to get another date with her boyfriend that he doesn't know. Um, I think one of my favorite realism parts of this is when, like, is is it a seagull or a hawk steals one of their birds? It's not a fucking hawk. It it was meant to be be a gull of some kind, but no, it's got fucking like some kind of raptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've never seen a a raptor do it, but raptors have got to steal people's burgers on the beach, right? That that, that feels like a thing. Nature and evolution is about adaptation. So yeah, if you can't yeah. catch if you're a sea you're gonna can't catch no fish today, you're gonna catch a burger. Uh, mm-hmm. from the unwary it, teens that have fucking wandered onto the beach. Um throw the chips at it, you know, that'll distract it. You can get away. Yeah, his his solution that is like, right? And she's just laughing, it's like that is a mad plan, let's do it, and they try and run away from the hawk, which is just hovering over them as they sit down on like a towel on the beach for a bit. Well we got we got one burger left, similar to split us, you know, and it's just like, oh we're sharing this. It's, it's quite nice. You know? Hey, do you, do you want to drink of my bubble tea? It's like, no, no, I don't want to it's like I don't want to <laughs> quite get to uh secondhand case or whatever that thing is called. Um it's like, okay, I'll get you. She, 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 she's going, oh, <laughs> she's I, 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 I'll break you, I'll get you one of these days. Yeah, yeah. And um, she decides to go, like, not wading in the water, but, you know, like, up to your ankles. Frolic the... in the surf. Yeah, um, and his from his seated position can see way too much of her knickers as she's frolicking. So he's kind of like, yeah, I will also get into the cold water. That would benefit me right now. But, um, again, there's a lot of physical stuff that it works really well. Like, he's, him being freaked out at the sand moving from under his feet. And her just going, like, I found seaweed. They feel like <laughs> stupid fucking kids at the beach um, in, a, in a way that is, is very entertaining. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of cute. It's just, mm. it's like, like, I've never been to the beach before. I've never been, be, been to the beach before. I've had my, spent my child indoors playing with dolls. I've never been to the beach with a friend before. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> this is like a more profound moment than I realized for you. Also, you look so dashingly handsome, you know, that's like standing there with the, the sea at your back. Backlighting is the best. Yeah, and she, t- she has to take a picture. She's like, I got a fucking camera on how hot he looks in this moment, how attractive he looks in this moment. <laughs> um... 
and that appears to lead into the next episode because there was a lot I saw in that photo. <laughs> Which yeah, is nice, a, yeah. Just for try try a low key fun. Hey, you wanna like go to the beach or other places anytime over the summer? Like you know, it's just us, you know. Oh, you know, we have fun together. And say, yeah, when we post at step one, yes, I very subtly asked them out on dates, multiple dates, <laughs> be, be yet to be fulfilled. Yeah, and yeah. Just, that's when it is, when it is, is uh, another era that is kind of strong. And again, it's just that it is kind of easy sort of keeping it through. Like Marin is like you know she's playing a sort of cool. Or kind of casual on the on the outside, or at least she's kind of flustered and kind of oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once they kind of just sit down and directly with each other, it is a very easy back and forth. I mean, even like going over to go over to a flat, and Gorgia was like, oh shit, never before, never been in a, in, a, in, a, in a girl's room before. Oh my god, he's like getting palpitations from one saying, then opens it and it's full of wall scrolls and Hulk pullers from one saying, of course this would be her room. Why, yeah, did I, it, why, why was I nervous about that? It was the initial teenage <laughs> boy thing of seeing the teenage girl's room, but then seeing her body pillow of the erotic game that she has. And it's just like, yeah, this is her room, all right? Yeah, yeah. it's very clear. Well, you see, sit down for, for, for a nice anime. Marathon. For me to relate to this more, I want an anime version of this where one of the characters is completely oblivious of the other one. And then, like, five years later, goes, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I've got a score. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 one of the one of the best things of it is their kind of child childish uh, obliviousness to each other's attractiveness of their own attraction and attraction to each other kind of thing. Um, yeah, they're they're very stupid in the way they're handling this, and and that that's nice. They gotta sneak the horny in there every now and again, but yeah, what are you gonna do? That's fine to up to a point. No, yeah. Like, uh, with with like uh, Juju's uh, a younger sister, like Shinju, it's just like that's very well. There may be trouble ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it's constant though. <laughs> I do admire like their dedication, for better and for worse. I mean, the fact as well that when they're sitting down to watching like all 120 episodes of this Toy Magical Girl series, <laughs> sorry, Toy A Magical Girl series, we see the Wikipedia entry on it. But yeah, they, yeah, even it's got, it's got it's got a whole other, other animation style. It's four three pillar box when they're cutting the scenes in it, uh, and mm. it looks like very well. And Gold is pointing out, you know, magical girls, you should just just punch things a lot, don't they? But oh Everybody well, I'm into magic. One. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, few things to watch out for uh, when a donut's really on, and it mm. is when a donut is very endearing. But I'm saying, okay, you 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 get out of here, you rascal. So I'm keeping my eye on you, kind of way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a white knuckle ride. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe knuckle, white knuckles is not the right phrase to. Uh, uh, okay, right. Loop the third part six, episode nineteen. Fakes attract lies part two, and loop the third part six, episode twenty. Two terrible ladies. Oh, I wrote that in as nineteen twice. Oops. You did. Um, that's all right. Yeah. I corrected it. Um, yeah. So, fake track lies. Who could the murderer possibly be? Oh, it's exactly the person we thought it yeah. was. Yeah, at least it set itself up for like that being the case. Um, but it, it like I, I think one of the things that was kind of throwing you was um, how much the female inspector was involved in the thing. Which the answer was apparently not at all. She's related, but not yeah. directly. She was trained by Tomoe. We don't. We don't. Learn, do we don't learn for sure? Do we hear that Matea was trained by Tomoe? Did, she says she was. She was also had a tutor who yeah. was 
all to There's worry. something That's to it, it yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, um, like you, you get you get a little bit bummed before saying Ayata and Ari episodes. Not even Zenagata. Zenagata's out of the picture. Lupin's already following the country. I really want to follow these two around for an episode. I think okay, that's gonna be kind of boring. But like, ah, well, the more you get into Ari, and more particularly we get into Ari and Matea, and there was that we're gonna meet for coffee. It's the most tense cup of coffee yes. uh, you're ever going to have. Uh, and mm. it's like the, the way the way they kind of build up the dread of that little by little by one saying, "Oh, actually, okay, I see what they're going for here." Because um, Lupin's like, not it, here, Senegal's really not well... here. No one's going to save you. Yeah, yeah, the, you know how vulnerable they are. Like, and the contrast with that, with like earlier stuff where they're trying to investigate the case and they're getting hassled by guys who obviously have been hired to yeah. hassle them. Um, and it's just like there is real and present danger there. And then they're like they're growing closer. It's like oh, so now they're even in a better position. But she's to, getting for annoyed that he's being overprotective. But also, yeah. I think the key is <laughs> it lets you have scenes, a flashback scene with Tomoe in it, quickly blocked either side by scenes with water in it and then you can go mm-hmm. don't they look kind of similar mm-hmm. yeah yeah Tomoe uh, it was that Tomoe did have like you know as many students who were like little children but she only had one child of her own yes but it was lost to history mm-hmm. and then you see the pair together the shape of the face the shape of the haircuts and you like maybe those people who those people who seem like a wild a wild prediction that Wata might be the child. Oh yes, it might be the child. And I was like, no, surely not. And then you see that I was like, ah, maybe they've got something. Maybe just from the character design, there is something there. If that's not what they're going to do, that's definitely what they're implying. Yeah, um, it's definitely trying to lead you down that. Yeah, like um, whoever trained her, whoever's child she might be, she's got. The stuff for deception. She just says, "Oh, I'm just a sweet, innocent, like uh, uh, girl next door, you know, who is in all of these Lupin things." Like it feels like a lot of these women that have been trained by Tomoy um, are specifically foiled for Lupin. Yes, they've been um, like pointed was, at Lupin. Exactly. Like one was a, a woman thief who doesn't do things with subtlety at all, and therefore is better than Lupin. Uh, another one is exactly the kind of type he falls for in a protective kind of role. Another one is a police detective literally trying to fucking catch him. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're all after him, in or he's vulnerable to all of them in different ways. If that makes sense. Yeah, I checked back on the uh, first episode of this arc, where mm. if you recall at the end uh, when Lupin is chasing. Uh, uh, no, all those like gang women up, up, up the tightrope with the jetpacks and things. Yeah. Flash, you see, see a scene again later on, flash all these different women, you know, yes. they're looking out of windows and things like that. We've all seen them, or most of them so far. Uh, Hazel was, the politician was in there. Uh, Gabby, the fashion designer was in there. Emilia mm. from, the, from the episode following, she's in there too. Uh, I'm wondering if Matea has some kind of fun highlighter there can be only one uh, thing going on. She's cleaning house. Or taking care of the the fake children because she wants to be the one yes. child. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Hmm. Or that, she's that, been that hired for some other purpose. Um, but yeah, as soon as like our, our, our detective kid, like our, the guy, woke up with the note and was like, "I just want to check out a lead," and it's just like, "Oh no!" Like that sets you up for the danger immediately. <laughs> and then that's because he was being over, he was being overprotective, and she wanted to prove. Yeah, to yeah, him it was, that. It, you can handle it itself. She, and she did appear to handle it because she has. She does not. She, she hasn't suspicious. been strangled. Like, she hasn't been strangled at the end. She's just fainted. And she has got a bloody USB stick off of Matea. 
See, that was the thing. Like, it kind of, like, it cuts. That fight was, like, like for a nice, like, across the table, like, Jason Bourne type thing. It was like, that's really good. But when your one kind of, like, pulls her, her um, armband uh, to strangle her, uh, and then we see her later in the corridor, like, bleeding out, it's like, what the fuck did we miss? Like, there's a bunch yes. that we missed there. It nearly I've... makes me think that this scene was set up like to to throw us off the actual scent, but I could be wrong about that. Like, maybe like you know, when there was a struggle for the gun, they went for the gun and went off yes, and kind of. So I, you know, it doesn't look good for. Uh, but uh, she'd probably be okay. Yeah, she'd probably be. Okay. Couldn't couldn't break yet. Couldn't break for heart like that. He told me this fan romance. Got to get this USB I'm... stick to Lupin Zenigata. but not yet because we've got to do something else in episode twenty. Um... Which is a better episode than episode 19. 19 is fine for the plot advancement. The animation is a big yeah. drop off. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot of uh, sort of sliding of cells with not very little animation going on in various places. We're doing so, lots of cars. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of like scenes that are set up very well, like the like the coffee conversation. I did like the end piece where they're all the three lads are leaving the apartment and Lupin noticed one of the plants is dying. Hmm. That kind of like. There's was, there was a lot of a good bit. visual portents, but not but, good animation necessarily. Or yeah. necessarily good, uh, not necessarily good production design compared to Twenty, which has a dilapidated church, which looks like Lupin's gun, which is an amazing bit of design. Fujiko mm, mm. <laughs> is like staring at the window of us. God, what an eyesore! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but the two terrible ladies in question are Fujiko Mine and Amelia. What well, it's basically, I think it's like, what is Fujiko like when she's hanging around a woman as opposed to three men? And, and also, like, what's her life outside of this? Because generally, we see her going like, "Hey, Lupin, uh, buy me shit," and like that's how the episode starts. Lupin is mostly naked, um, saying he'll buy he's, Fujiko a bunch of using his feet to hack into the dark web. That's right. Um, well, failing to hack into the dark yes. web with no pants on, and well, he's he getting dressed because he's, he's, he's slowly, slowly putting clothes dressed, on yeah. the top. And yes, um, mm. but Fujiko has to tell. I'll, him to I'll put buy some you everything on. in the store, Fujiko. But uh, she kind of hangs up on her on her Zoom call because her one of her old friends has shown up out of the blue. That's Amelia, weird. Yeah, the fuck up whenever things things through <laughs> gets me into trouble all those times. Ah, I'm 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 doing better these days. You know, I actually take my plans through for once. Really. Yeah, and we get a flashback a to an earlier heist they did where they were robbing, what's the guy's name? Grayson Industries. Grayson Industries. Uh, and in their attempt to escape, because, uh, oh yeah, he wants to like, he's he's like, oh, Fujiko Mide, I'm going to brand you and make you mine. Uh, a literal like, brand. A yeah. little branding iron, which then in the escape goes flying and ends up... Uh, on his own eye. Yes. The media comes with this job. I'm going to, try, I'm going to hustle this cult. You've got this leader who only appears on video screen. You never see his face. Probably because he has his left eye burned up by, by the branding <laughs> I gave him some years ago. Probably because he has a big letter fucking G of his corporation on his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's let's assume that's not the case. And it's like, Fuji goes like, well, wouldn't you have to have an in? It's like, don't worry. I've already joined the cult and I'm scouting hot ladies because he's hot, he's hot ladies. So that's where you come in. <laughs> and Fuji was kind of noticing all these things about her because obviously she's mad into lollipops now because of uh, I guess the oral fixation. It's like, didn't you fucking used to smoke like a chimney? What's up with that? It's like, ah, I gave that shit up. It was like, 
hey, how come you're not really tucking into your burger? It's like, ah, it's fucking, you know, I'm just watching my weight kind of thing. You got to watch out for that shit. Uh, and she's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm going to have a phone call off screen and not well, tell you what, what it's about. But um, yeah, so they, they break in. Well, they break in. They sneak in as nuns. Yes. Cult nuns? I don't know if that's a term. Well, they're, they're nuns <laughs> uh, who have decided it, to abandon God and start worshipping. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, easier to get the costumes for the cult from the shop, you know, because you could get it. Like, you know, we're going to make up our own one more. Let's take, take one already exists. So all, all, all of our ladies would be nuns, or all of our dudes would be uh, plague doctors. I don't know. Uh, and yes, Too under this nun costume is Fujiko Mide, but oh, it's a trap. Amelia's betrayed her because this is Grayson. He wants revenge for being blinded in one eye. But I oh, know, Grayson, I this is a trap. <laughs> I only hold Fujiko to blame for this for some reason. I don't know. But yeah, this is a, it's a, it's a double cross. Well, I think it's a triple cross because Fujiko is also involved in a, another part of it. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when Amelia had chained her to this, uh... I was going to call it a sex bed, but torture bed. Yeah. Torture. Yeah. It's very it's, clearly it's, a torture dungeon. There's a, like an Iron got Maiden. Eight and branding iron things. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the end of mechanical arms. Yes, that's right. Uh, like a candelabra of ban- of automatic branding irons, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a position Fujiko is familiar with from episode one. Of... <laughs> She's not faced at all. It's like Very an inch away from her face. It's like, fucking yeah. do it, motherfucker. I dare you think this is the kinkiest thing I've done, motherfucker? You're wrong. <laughs> Uh, and also, she isn't chained up at all because Amelia's yeah. in on the plan. It's a trap for Grace. They had to draw Grayson out because Grayson was behind the slavery that she discovered when they raided it the first time, which was the thing where she was kidnapped and sold to an orphanage, and all her friends were sold to were sold into a mine. I guess I guess the implication might be that they were like mining materials to make his technology for his technology yeah. company. Like they could have made that clear and it would have been a little bit more uh, satirical. There's probably, there's probably definitely like a yeah. very obvious uh, way we set up. Or, but this is this is loop, man. Or we're not going to do be as crass as that and deal yeah, with yeah. these realistic things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, Lupin's hacked it and he's taking control of the branding irons and so they and he's also stolen all the money, so they get their revenge. And then Fuji goes like, oh, I figured it out, Amelia, you're pregnant. And then we discover Whoa. that this bit is also a flashback from current day, and then we have the meeting again in the present time when the baby's being born, uh, because Amelia wants uh, the baby to meet uh, Daddy Fujiko. <laughs> Fujiko, you're the daddy, and she's like, fucking what? Well, yeah, Davy. Because there's, there's Davey, like that's our right, hidden her. code words yeah. for no, leave this to me. So the baby's saying Davy. It could be his name could be Davy too. So the baby's in charge now. He's got his first word, Davy. That does feel like a very like uh, fuck up of a friend thing. I was like, all right, when I say Davy to you, you just have to go whatever the fuck I say. I was like, fucking why? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> it does. Someone, someone's got a friend called Dave, and when someone goes, it's like Davy. Like no one being serious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't checked the. I don't follow the translators, and there may have been some because I noticed it's Popper Fujiko in the actual dialogue. Yeah. So I don't yeah, know if there yeah. was like some real big 
stretching and jumping around a translation to make all whatever the wordplay work across that pit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because she she has like uh, playfully flirted with Fujiko on a couple of occasions, normally in front of a man who is ogling Fujiko, the truck <laughs> the truck driver and Lupin. Uh, I think the Lupin stuff is great because, like, when when he initially gets hung up on by by Fujiko, he's like, "I'm not mad at all, G. Again, shut up, my boyfriend." Whatever. <laughs> uh, and then later on, where she's like, "Hey, I bet you wish I was you were squished into Fujiko in the back seat of this getaway boat." And he's like, "No, shut up. I don't wish I was you. I'm I'm Lupin. I'm great." Um, it's very childish and very good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was going to get some that night for real that time. I know it. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. Uh. Uh, yeah, this was a fun episode. Does not advance the plot at all. This lady is, does not appear to have been trained by uh, Tomoe. If if hmm. Tomoe did train her, she did a very poor job. Uh, <laughs> well, there's probably like so many of them in there as well. Like you know, well, hardly Gabby the fashion director trained by Tomoe, unless we find this out later. But there could be a few like ah, these are a few red herrings in there, and like, you know. But yeah. we're putting the focus yeah. on the women in the Lupin universe. You know, what are yes. they? What are they got to offer? It isn't just about dudes with hairy knuckles uh, solving all the problems. What about the ladies? Yeah, and yeah, it could be like the the other women in that in that lineup was like, okay, some of these people are going to be trained by trained by uh, this mystery woman, and other ones are just going to be the kind of woman that Lupin would get involved with in a crazy wacky plot, which is exactly what the women who have been trained to do uh, would also do. Yeah, so capable, it's kind of like... exciting, get into all kind of mischief, take mm. any risks, you know, you know that that same like devil may care attitude that like a gentleman thief would have. But why it could be like a a gentle lady teeth as well, or gentle, mm. or, 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 or different other kinds of criminality. You know, hey, mm. there's some. Isn't this Fujiko who's pulling the weight for everybody else? There's lots of them out there. Yeah, and the 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 voice performance for Amelia is quite fun, even though it was. I was like, where where do I know that voice from? Where do I know that voice from? Well, I know it from another show we're watching concurrently, <laughs> which is oh, who's it? The voice of Emma in Ninjala. Oh, okay, yeah. It's, um, she, it's similar kind of bubbliness, I suppose. Yes, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, I don't have bubbly, and it 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 is a it's it feels like more like a genuine character type of bubbliness, not just bubbliness for the sake of being bubbly. Um, mm. It does feel like a real character as a uh, Megumi yeah, Han I, is the actress. Megumi Han, yeah, yeah. Like I can absolutely see the character coming back in Lupin if they wanted to. She seems really fun. Oh, we have heard it before. She was uh, our favorite Jackie in in BNA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, no, she's um, she's in fruits. You've heard her in Fruits Basket as well. Uh, Momiji, yes. Oh, okay. She's got a long and storied history. With oh, she's podcast, she's Akko mm. in uh, Little Witch Academia. The Tama in One Piece. Oh wow! Okay, mm. she's blowing uh, up. Uh, <laughs> less perky character Jean Dark in The Rage of Bahamut. Mm. Not 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 such a chirpy jolly character in that. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, it's a good performance, but. Sure, I'm hearing. I've heard that performance very recently as well. This week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Occasionally, that comes up, and uh, mm, mm. Uh, it does does throw you. Uh, that's it for this week. 
Do as long weeks. as <laughs> uh, as long as we all stay well, we'll be back here next week with the correct amount of anime to watch. Yes. Righty ho. Let us say goodbye, dear audience, on both the podcast and the stream, and I will hit the button right now. Good night. Good night and good luck. <laughs>